Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Ah, great touchdown combinations in Cleveland Browns history. Headlined, of course, by Joe Flacco to Harrison Bryant. And Flacco actually played pretty well this this past week. We'll see if Flacco draws the start this week. My guess is yes. Fox Sports, courtesy of the call last week. And the Rams did win the game against Cleveland. But honestly, like, no fault to Joe Flacco's. Defense couldn't get a stop against Matthew Stafford, Kyron Williams, and that Rams offense. Uh, We will get to all our bets for tonight coming up next hour on the show. Power Hour, final hour, including the NBA in-season tournament. And we'll have a conversation with our friend Matt Moore coming up 40 minutes from now. All of Matt's bets for tonight in the NBA. But for now, we continue our Handicap Week 14 in the National Football League after a great college football convo with our friend Brett McMurphy. Just like, I I love him. I love having him on the show from the Action Network and the Big Bets on Campus podcast. Um, We'll move to Sunday Night Football, Ken, in a moment here with the Cowboys and the Eagles. Is it the game of the week? I guess you could make the case Chiefs-Bills is. We've got a couple great games coming up this week in Week 14. But just last note on Cleveland and Jacksonville where... We'll see what, like, the weather is going to be like. You were saying that you think you're not surprised Cleveland's getting bet in between a three and a three and a half point favor right now. If it's kind of like break it down for us, if it's Flacco, what do you think happens? What would you want to do? If DTR clears protocol, and and I'm not saying Stefanski would do this, I think it'll be Flacco either way, but if it's DTR, would that kind of change the way you and you think other bettors would view this game? And we are operating under the assumption right now, at least right now, that C.J. Beathard will start, not Trevor Lawrence for the Jaguars. Yeah, man, the biggest thing here is, and you bring up, I know you're asking the quarterback question for the Browns because, like, Flacco more like statue in the pocket throwing the ball DTR gives you like some mobility which in bad weather could be helpful he could also be looser with the football to be fair and turn the ball over a little bit more which maybe you don't want in a game like that a rookie quarterback um to me it's like the market movement in the game which and this again not not saying anything that anybody doesn't already know but like all right there's there's definitely some some or a lot of Lawrence out already baked into this do you get any more when it's 100% confirmed is an interesting question. Like it's already in this for sure. There's like a lot of pessimism in this point spread about Lawrence playing. Do you get even more when Peterson says he's out or when he's declared out or he's inactive on Sunday? That might be what it comes down to in terms of point spread movement. And then as the weather keeps getting worse and the first thing I'm talking about, Lawrence, as both those things happen simultaneously, what do you think happens in the market? Cleveland gets bet more, I think, even as the total comes down. So 
that my problem is might be like, oh, so bet Cleveland. My thing is like, it's already like Flacco laying a juiced three in a game with a crazy low total. The final score of this game is going to be nine sevens, seven six. Like that's going to be in play. The thing about Iowa football, we're going to have a few games that fit that description. The points are really valuable. Like it isn't just like lay Cleveland because three, well, they just have to win. Not this year, not the way these games work. Um, it's just like, I, I'm trying to figure out if, I actually think, and I agree with you, it'll be Flacco, but like whoever it is, try to figure out if I think they're actually more likely to win the game than this price because we're so confident it's Bethard and whether to just bet the Browns to win the game and be like, I can't believe be like the decision is Flacco minus 175, like which you should be like committed most weeks for saying that that should be a good bet. And yet in this game, like, I, I really think Cleveland might be a little more likely to win the game than this price. It's very tough. Like, I have not bet the game yet. Just, like, some things I'm thinking about. If the weather's going to be bad with, like, Cleveland style versus Jacksonville style. It's also worth noting, I know ETN made it through the game last night. Like, the guy who's supposed to be, like, the bell cow maybe in this game in bad weather has a bad rib. Like, that that's a little tough going against the Cleveland sure defense. Week. Like, here's... Right, here's here's a revenge game, Dearness Johnson coming in for a bunch of carries against the Cleveland Browns, like and a Tank Bigsby, who was on the field like one time last night. Like that's kind of tough. Um, so yeah, it's it's for me, it's all about do I think the Browns' likelihood of winning is a little higher than this? Yes. Is that worth betting a money line like against a team with a good record and on a team with Joe Flacco? Like there's a lot of ifs and there's a lot of negatives here. I think Cleveland's gonna win. I try to figure out how to play it. Also, um, we'll see about if Denzel Ward's going to be back in this game for the Browns. We'll find out more, obviously, tomorrow on Wednesday when the first injury report comes out. So if Denzel Ward's back, okay, you put him on Calvin Ridley. Christian Kirk's going to be out a while for Jacksonville. He started going surgery on his core. Like, I, I think, Ken, you're—I I, kind of feel like hearing your analysis— the same way I did when you were really confident in Denver against Cleveland a couple weeks ago at mile high. I was like, I think he's right. I think the Broncos are going to win this game. I don't know about betting them like to cover the spread, but I think they're going to win. They ended up dead. They won that game 27-12. I think you're way right here also on the Browns winning the game. It's like, how do we want to play Cleveland potentially? And we'll learn more over the course of the week. Is Lawrence officially going to be out? Who's starting for Cleveland? Is Ward back? Is Amari Cooper playing for the Browns? Like, there's still stuff to figure out here for Cleveland, but I I think I'm with you in this moment right now that Cleveland's just going to win the game. Sure. And just one more thing, just to fold in, like, a a tweet that came out like an hour, just, you know, like, me and a couple other people following a lot of NFL writers. Because let's play this out. And, like, to to, not to take back something I said earlier, but just to follow up on it. Um, If, uh, oh, we should probably read this. Uh, where Tyler, where is this tweet from? We should probably just read this because this is directly related to the game we're talking about. You want to go ahead and knock this one out and then we can keep yep. going? Oh, yeah. this this comes courtesy Jeff Howe from The Athletic, who you might remember from the uh, the Mac Jones-Bailey Zappi report a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Yes. <laughs> Like a Steve's son, Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence going to rehab or, or hashtag around. He's going to rehab around the clock this week. Uh, re, <laughs> rehab around the clock to give himself a chance to play through his high ankle sprain. <laughs> to put your air cast on and join me. Christian Kirk in your groin. Now you got to throw to Parker Washington. So rehab the high ankle sprain tonight. All right. Uh, so Lawrence, 
gonna rehab around, around the clock. Like, who speaks like this? Around the clock this week. To give himself a chance to play through his high ankle sprain. Too early to know how the ankle will respond and whether he'll be available, but they aren't ruling it out yet. Okay. I've been doing this a long time. I worked in the NFL media. I feel like I am actually better probably, and I'm always honest. I suck at almost everything. I think at this, I'm like better than 99.9% .9 of people. Like translating crap like this, Trevor Lawrence is not playing on Sunday. Like that's it. Like great, he can rehab around the clock. He has a high ankle sprain. He's not playing. I guess I could be wrong. I think I'm probably right. Anyway, so so, so there he goes. Rehab around the clock tonight. Well, a, a couple things then. Does this trick the market momentarily into giving like three minus one tens back? In which case, like the maybe bet maybe bet Cleveland. Maybe that's the right answer because it'll pivot back the other way when he's out again. Uh, and then it's worth noting, like we got to this point and we're both like, yeah, Cleveland's gonna win. Okay, like if we really, as we and I haven't bet it yet to be fair, but like if we're really more confident in that than the price, then maybe we should bet Houston to win the division because like play it out. We're really confident Cleveland wins. Jacksonville takes another loss. We like, feel more confident that the market, that that's going to happen. Not even that we think Houston's going to win, just then that price is going to get even better. Like if they beat the Jets and this happens, then obviously it gets much, much better. So like, I guess that's worth considering. And then here's another, here's another thing to consider in addition to that. If we think this is going to happen, um, coach of the year, is going to be really we'll do like a full breakdown on thursday jim trotter who covers the nfl for the athletic basically i tweeted this like while we were in a discussion in the last hour and you'll start to see a lot of national writers start to, coach of the year is a really fun to every year it's a really fun discussion topic you'll start to see a lot of nfl writers uh, write pieces about it or or start to tweet about what they would do some of them vote some of them don't and uh jim trotter tweeting if i were to rank my nfl coach of the year candidates today they would be as follows, and he puts in parentheses, in an extremely close race. And I think that's really interesting based on the following. One, Shane Steichen. Two, D'Amico Ryans. Three, everyone else. So basically, like, the implication here is you have two improvement coaches. You have the two coaches in the AFC. So, like, when I say improvement coach, I mean the way NFL Coach of the Year is typically awarded. Team that becomes from, goes from not very good to good. As opposed to sometimes it's like a team, Bell Belichick goes undefeated, he wins, et cetera, et cetera. We've done this on the show a lot. You've got these two improvement coaches. They play in the final week of the season. Uh, if if we think the Jags are really, really like kind of down here a little bit, then it's kind of like, A, who do you like to win the division? And then if you like a team to win the division, that's going to quit. They, if whoever wins the division that isn't Jacksonville, guess what? Their coach wins coach of the year. And you can, um, this isn't, Jim Trotter is not like going rogue here. This is the conversation that's going on everywhere right now. D'Amico Ryans is getting a ton of credit for what's happening. And Shane Steichen is starting to get much more credit for what's happening. And like, that's dominating the conversation. And Sean Payton to a lesser extent. And I don't think he's out of it. But like, you lose, you drop out of the conversation a little bit. And he has a chance to get back in it. So just... And I, it's just worth noting, you know who you don't hear? Dan Campbell. You know who you don't, you know who you really don't hear? Mike McDaniel. Like the, the players who are coaches who are occupying a ton of win probability still, you don't hear their names ever. So just really interesting, like now that we start to get the feedback from the people who were like, who will end up either voting or, you know, like sort of like thinking the way voters do, it's always interesting to get their results back and see how it compares to how we thought it was going to go. Like people who handicap it, us who talk about it, whatever. So like we kind of think it's going to be this. And then everybody, the media comes back and says, no, 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 it's this. 
And I think you're starting to see that happen right now. And I think it's like Ryan's and Steichen, and we've talked about it. They may play the final week of the year. That might be for the division, and that might be for coach of the year, just to emphasize what we were doing before. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Tuesday, talking week 14 in the NFL. Just on the division stuff, um, you were saying like maybe it's Houston now, right? If we think the Texans, even like if you bet the Jets to cover the spread, think the Texans are going to win, think the Jaguars are going to lose to the Browns, and the Colts kind of in a coin flip game against Cincinnati. And like you're you're better with the stuff than I am, so I'm just like I'm thinking about this in the moment. I'll run it by you, right? Is it bet Houston now, where we think like even if they don't cover again, like very likely to win against the Jets, and then like regardless of what happens with the Colts, is it like bet Indianapolis next week and then you get both teams, like you win either way? Well, I think it's I think you got the first part. I haven't so for people who are like, did Ken bet Houston? I haven't bet him to win the division. I'm just playing out like if you feel the way we do about Cleveland, Jacksonville then this is like another market that you should look at because that means Jacksonville's price is going to go down. They're going to become less likely to win. And Houston of the two teams, again, not I think they're going to win. Their point spread's bigger. Their win probability, their money line's bigger. Their win probability is bigger than Indianapolis's is. Uh, and it's going to stay that way. No matter how much no matter how much people bet the Jets, that's what's going to that's going to still be that way. Okay, like then you got to at least look at it. And yeah, like I I think if it's just about next week, if it's just about what changes, not like who do you think will win the division, if it's just about what changes, then Houston's price is really likely to go down. It is. So if you want to do like the price trading game where it's, hey, I want to bet Houston, but I do it with the idea that I know I'm coming back in to bet the other teams at some point and you want to try to trade that way. Okay. Yeah. Like I buy that. Definitely. But if this is like, I want to bet Houston because I think they're going to win. I would never say that. I would never say that with any confidence. So I think a lot of times people bet into these markets. MVP, a great example. We'll do it a little more next segment. Like if you bet Dak, are you betting him and it's just like, well, I hope he wins. Let's see what happens. Or are you betting him because like, well, now he's three to one. Like you could just add a lot of different players, whoever you like, and you win. You just win. And you don't win as much as if Dak had won and you hadn't done that, but you do win. And like, how do you want to play this? To me, like trading is the only thing I would do at the AFC South. I wouldn't be like, well, I'm going to bet this one team and hold it to the finish line. The teams just aren't good enough. Too many coin flip games, too much weirdness. Um, but I do think Houston's price is likely to go down between now and a week from now. I, 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 I still can't. And I'm not criticizing Jeff Howe. His job is to report stuff like this. He probably got sent this from like Trevor Lawrence's agent or whatever. You know how He's often reporting he does it, it too. I he reports around the clock. Around the, like, Get like, your like cell phone out and write some tweets. <laughs> and you gotta do it verbatim because if you don't, then I lose your source. Uh, Looks like I would do the same thing as him. It's not a criticism of him. Just like I, I love this tweet. Like you know what would actually be like a newsworthy, like a tweet for, worthy of sharing would be like Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence gonna sit with his feet up up until next week and not rehab at all. Doesn't give a damn if he plays on. On Sunday. Looking just forward to the like, challenge tomorrow. Gonna catch up on some television like, shows. Like, yeah. like Trevor, like Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence can't wait to sit on his couch and watch Scott Hansen in seven hours of commercial free football on Sunday and watch Red Zone. Like that, that's what he's around, around the clock. Like, of course he's gonna rehab. He's a franchise quarterback of a freaking NFL team. Who is he? Zach Wilson? I mean, of course. I like I just locally are you do you know what's happening here by the way just like with the Jets and Robert Sala right now we don't have to spend a lot of time on this and we can get to Cowboys Eagles next segment what, do you know what's do happening I know locally what's, what's happening no what's happening yes. so this, this, honestly this sounds like something that like I'm making up I like all these people involved so Joe Beningo 
like former midday host yeah. at WFAN. Yeah, FAN host. Like when I was growing yeah. up, yeah, he was he's the overnight host at FAN. I used to like never sleep and like listen to like religiously. Met him when I was a good guy. Psychotic Jets fan, just turned seventy. Like psych, like the way that I was when I was like thirteen with the Giants. Like he still is now with the Jets. Not a criticism. That's just like that. That's what it is. He like texts with Robert Sala, like Jets head coach, and like went on WFAN yesterday with Evan Roberts and uh, Tiki Barber on the afternoon show, and basically said he texted Sala like, "You need to go back to Zach Wilson." And Sala wrote him like, basically, like, "Are you kidding? Like, why would I do that?" And now that's getting like <laughs> big time national attention, which it should. Oh, no. Because yeah. if you're Robert, why? And like, not a criticism why? of Beningo. If you're Robert yeah. Sala, like, what are you? I'm telling like, this guy's doing? brain dead. Yeah, yeah brain dead. Yeah. Other Need than to that, apologize though, around the clock. Yeah. Things, things are great. Hey, but hey, at least you got four plays out of Aaron Rodgers this year. Not quarters, not games. Plays. Coming up next Sunday Night Football Cowboys, Eagles. You better, you bet.